was really good to all my listeners on podcasts. During this episode, I'm going to dedicate this one to cancers. Um, I noticed that when I read a lot of information online about cancers, people really don't know what they're saying about the sign. Okay? And, you know, who is best to explain the cancer energy from an actual cancer that's already naturally into astrology? (laughs) Okay? So, um, now, when I'm speaking about cancers, okay, don't come at me with this, like, oh, you're more than your sun sign, you know? <laughs> I think we all know that by now, okay? I think, I think the collective is already there. Like, you don't have to constantly keep repeating that. If somebody wants to go and talk about cancer energy, leave them alone. Let them talk about it. If somebody wants to go and talk about... Gemini energy, let them freaking talk about it. Give them, you know, let them have their moment, okay? Because I notice every time, you know, in the astrology community, when, when you're talking about your your, your um, sun sign information, people want to come at you and, and think they're educating you. Thinking, think th- They think they're putting you onto something. Not realizing that you're very aware of the whole astrological system. Because they don't even know you through a hole in a wall. They just want to go ahead and and say something in the comment section to seem like, you know, they're standing out (laughs) from the rest. All right. We we need to relax, people. We need to relax. Okay. Now, when I'm when I talk about the cancer vibration, take it how you want to take it. This can help somebody that uh, is dealing with a cancer and they don't understand them. Okay. Um, Or this can this can help somebody that's an actual cancer. Now, when I talk about cancer, I'm not talking about the energy of cancer, okay? I'm talking about the actual energy of cancer, because you can be cancer sun, and you can be a Gemini dominant and an air dominant. You probably don't even know what the cancer vibration is. Just because you got cancer sun doesn't mean that you understand it thoroughly. You can be a cancer moon, but you can actually be a Libra dominant and Venus dominant and air dominant. Do you see where I'm going at with this? You can actually be... An airy sun, but actually be a cancer dominant or a moon dominant. Okay, now the whole dominant thing um, is a separate calculation. Um, if you purchase my natal chart readings, I will teach you all of this stuff, and I will show you the many different angles to astrology because astrology is a multi-dimensional subject. It's not a three D subject. Okay, so when I'm talking about cancer, do understand that I'm talking about I'm talking about this from a dominance perspective, all right? Just because I share cancer sun with a lot of other cancer people doesn't mean that they are embodying the cancer energy properly because they have different placements in their natal chart and the dominant chart can say otherwise, okay? I just wanted to make this clear and excuse me as I'm enjoying my coffee. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the cancer energy. I noticed that a lot of people that talk about cancer energy, they they tend to be very off when they're explaining cancers. You know, I notice when I do my research on the cancer energy, they like to give cancer this perspective, like they like to give cancer this image, like, you know, they're only sensitive, they're very emotional, and they're all about, you know, um, being clinging and, and being and putting others before themselves. 
you know, that's a small fragment of that entire energy. Okay. Um, now, when we look, when we look at the astrological system, you have the sun ruling Leo and you have the moon ruling over cancer. Now, when we look at the other celestial bodies, you have Mercury ruling over Gemini and Virgo. And I'm speaking from the ancient planets first. Okay. Then you have Venus ruling over Libra and Taurus. Then you have Mars ruling over Aries and Scorpio. And then you have Jupiter ruling over um, Sagittarius and Pisces. And then you have Saturn ruling over Capricorn and Aquarius, which Saturn to me is the, is, is probably the darkest planet out of the bunch. It's, it's probably the most evil out of the bunch. Okay. A lot of people think it's Pluto, but it's really actually Saturn, but I don't want to focus on Saturn right now. I'm focusing on cancer energy and the whole moon and all of that. Um, then you have Uranus, right? Now we're talking about the modern planets that recent astrologers discovered through advanced technology and whatnot, okay? Then you have Uranus that's, that's ruling over Aquarius. But for a very long time, Aquarius only has Saturn ruling over itself, all right? And then you have Neptune, which is ruling over Pisces. But for a very long time, all Pisces rulership was only um, Jupiter. And then last but not least, Pluto. The furthest planet is out, all right? Pluto, to me, is the most antisocial. It wants nothing to do with anybody, all right? Pluto's probably the most mysterious planet out of the bunch. Um, and this is why Pluto, um, this is why NASA has an issue looking at Pluto. You know, one minute Pluto pops up and he becomes a peer, he, he appears. And then from one second to the next, he'll just disappear. You know, Pluto's a really interesting planet. It's like he pops up and then he just disappears. <laughs> you know, he, it's like, he's like, Hey, what's up guys? I don't fuck with y'all, but what's up? If y'all if y'all have the the um the technology to see where I'm at, because Pluto is so far out, it's ridiculous. Then hey, what's up? But now I'm about to zoom way back out into the dark matter of the universe, and y'all really not gonna see me, you know. And that's just how Pluto is. He he be in and out, in and out, in and out. Okay. Pluto to me is a water planet, but an iced water planet because remember it's the furthest out the further you are out from the sun the least warmth you're getting from the sun so it's you're going to become a cold planet all right and of course it's impossible for us humans to get there you know we'll freeze to death we don't we we wouldn't even get there like after mars there's this thing called the astral belt and it's like a bunch of rocks okay we wouldn't even pass that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then after that, all those planets from Jupiter back, they start getting colder and colder and colder. Okay. Um, so it, it's quite impossible for humans to even get there unless we make some crazy advanced technology, especially with suits and stuff that can actually um, give us the capability to going out there, you know. But I don't, I don't see that happening no time soon, okay? It can happen, though, but I don't see it happening no time soon. Excuse me as I drink my coffee. Now, I'm somebody that I'm obsessed with astrology. 
okay i'm obsessed with astrology but i when when i look at astrology i don't look at it like everybody else all right when i was 14 years old i was only into sun sign zodiac signs shit all right i used to always look at the newspaper to look at the horoscope section it just always intrigued me when i first got my smartphone or my first smartphone i will get those apps that will show me um the prediction of the day the week and whatnot right with horoscope stuff then like around 2005 i told myself there has to be more to astrology than the sun sign i'm sorry there just has to be more to that than that and i applied myself i went on google at the time google wasn't popping like that you know because this was like around 2005 2004 Google wasn't popping like that. At the time we were still dealing with Yahoo, but we was we was going in through the in through into the transition of Google. Okay? <laughs> so, I was still using Yahoo search, but at the same time I was also not underestimating Google because at that time Google wasn't so centered or filtered like the way it is right now. Right now Google is the main search engine, but of course they're censoring it. And they filtering it like a motherfucker at this point. This is why when you try to do your research at the very top, they're going to give you the mainstream media information first, you know, and if you're smart, you will apply yourself and you will keep, you know, searching through the many different pages. The real information is not going to be at the first pages. All right. It's going to be like deep within your search. Like you'll probably have to get into like the hundredth page and then you start seeing the information you're really seeking all right and that's what google that's what google is doing now but at that time google even yahoo wasn't too censored and this is because we was transiting from you know (laughs) being outside and talking to each other right the old school style into the internet world at that time i thought the internet was my escape world because you know, I always been introverted. Um, I always been an introverted person and I always been heavy, heavily into technology. Like I'm really good with technology. Um, like the things I could do with technology is, is pretty bizarre. Like if I have a virus on my computer, I just naturally intuitively know what to do. Like I don't need anybody coming and, and fixing anything for me. I just always been really naturally into it. Maybe in my past life, I knew something about technology that I that I didn't know, but you know I do have a lot of Uranus in me and a lot of Aquarius. I am a Moon dominant and a Cancer dominant, but you know my Sun is in the eleventh house and my Moon is in the eleventh house. Those are the houses of Aquarius, you know. So it makes me very good with technology, whether it's networking or fixing technology or being aware of what's quality versus quantity. Okay. And not to mention Aquarius and Uranus energy will be very, very good if they excel in astrology. Okay, very good. People that have a lot of Aquarius and Uranus in their chart, don't underestimate that. You know, if you can excel heavily in astrology through a very creative, unusual, unorthodox way that makes you stand out from the collective. Okay. And that's why I'm using, I'm definitely using my Aquarius energy for my astrological knowledge. So, back to the Cancer energy. I know I rambled about a bunch of shit, don't mind me. Um, 
you know, cancer is actually one of the most powerful energies. All right. I'm going to explain. I'm going to tell you the, the top most powerful energies. Okay. Um, from a non-biased perspective. Aries. Scorpio. Cancer. Leo. Those are the top four most powerful energies. Okay. Um, the reason why Leo and Cancers are one of the top most powerful energies is because these are the two energies that are only ruled by one celestial body as the others share a celestial body with each other. So it's like the other energies, you know, they do bring a unique different perspective into the collective, but they're still restricted because they still have a common ground with their sibling that, um, you know, I call them the sibling within the celestial body that they share. For example, Virgo and Gemini, they both share Mercury. So they're siblings, um, what you might call it, um, Aries and Scorpio, they both share Mars. So they're siblings, Pisces and, um, and Sagittarius, they both share Jupiter. So they're siblings, um, Saturn, you got Capricorn and Aquarius. So they're siblings. Okay. And within each and every sibling, there's a feminine and a masculine. Okay. So one is the sister and one is the brother. All right. You just got to look at the masculine energies and the feminine energies and boom, boom, boom. One plus one equals two. It's very common sense. Okay. Um, and then that's that. That's I'm talking about from the seven ancient planets. Now here you got Leo and Cancer, the only two energies influenced by one celestial bodies. Now, when you look at the sun and you look at the moon, these are these are the two celestial bodies that we we not only experience from our five senses, right? But it's really hitting us deeply because these two celestial bodies are super close to Earth. Okay, and they're affecting us on a on a deeper, profound level. And this is why this is the realm of the ego. Okay, this is the realm of the sun. All right, and this is why usually the collective are programmed to be awake during the day and to sleep during the night. Okay, now the sun represents the ego. Okay, it represents the masculine energy in, in our individuality. Okay, and there's masculine energy in everybody. All right, me expressing myself right now through this recording takes masculine energy. That's the ego. The ego is always expressing itself. Okay. Now, cancer energy or the moon energy, um, this energy deals with the undercurrents. All right. Um, the moon is a representation of woman and is also a representation of the womb. All right. The moon is the gateway. Um you know, um, representation of a spirit turning into a human flesh, right? Which is the ego doing that and then coming into this realm. Okay. But the womb is the gateway of coming in and out of the many different portals. All right. And this is why they associate the third eye or the pineal gland with the moon. Okay. Cause that is the gateway to the metaphysical side. Now, cancer is an energy or moon dominant people is um, that basically feels the many different undercurrents that are occurring. Okay, because what we are experiencing right now through the physical is only 1% of what's really going on. 
And this is why cancers are so moody and they're very changeable because they're constantly um, being receptive to the many different energies and the undercurrents. Um, and the other water signs can tap into it as well, but cancers tap into it in at its purest rate because when we look at the water signs, cancer is the youngest energy, then you got Scorpio in the middle, and then you got Pisces, which is the oldest out of the water signs. So cancer will emit the water energy at its purest rate because it's the youngest, right? Purity comes from youth. So this is why when we look at cancer, we call them moon children, okay? A lot of people from a 3D perspective like to call them baby cries, right? Or they like to say, oh, you you, you guys tend to be mama's boys or mama's girls. It's like you guys are right under your mama's tits, <laughs> you know? And that's usually the ego in, in people that are talking like that. Now, cancer has a very unique um, relationship with their mothers. They do represent the mother sign, okay? keep this in mind so they have a very unique relationship with their mother and i'm talking about from a stereotypical cancer energy okay if if this, if this doesn't apply to you then maybe your natal chart has different <laughs> alignments or maybe your dominant chart your dominant chart could say something else you see where i'm going at with this but cancers have a very 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 deep profound connectivity with their mother because they really feel connected to the womb Okay, and you know, that's the moon doing that in them. All right, um, usually a cancer is not only attuned to the mother, but you know, they are tuned to everything that's surrounding them. Cancer energy is the most psychic out of the 12 signs because they're ruled by the moon. All right, why do you think so many witches worship the moon? All right, well, quotation witches because. You know, I've seen so many fake mystical people. I don't want. I don't want to get deep into that, but to each their own. But, anyways, Cancer is naturally attuned to the to the undercurrent. Okay, Cancer has a an, a way of tapping into the time of the soul. All right, or the or the synchronization from the many different phases, as opposed their opposite sign, Capricorn, focuses more on physical time. Okay, this is why when you're around a Capricorn, they're constantly fucking saying, oh, I don't got time for this. Oh, you have too much time on your hand because they're really focused on physical time. As opposed, cancers naturally intuitively know that time is an illusion and they stay attuned to the time of their intuition. Okay, and this is why I'll say 99% of the time when a cancer is saying something or they predicting something, it ends up happening. In the very beginning, people are not going to trust them and people are not going to listen to them. Um, it is natural and it is normal for the majority to underestimate cancer energy. And that is because the moon operates from below and the sun operates from above. So it is nat since we all operate from the sun energy, we all operate from ego at an extreme rate. It is natural for people to sleep on cancers and to underestimate them. Okay, it's the same thing with the moon. We sleep during the moon hours and we tend to underestimate the moon. Okay, very few people that have done the inner work and have actually started tapping into the third eye will see, will, will get a glimpse of cancer energy and will see the importance of the cancer vibration. Okay, um, 
Now the sun and the moon deals with the public heavily compared to the other the other planets, okay? I mean, the only planet that we can possibly see very close to us as well is Venus. And this is why a lot of us, whether we like it or not, we crave human connection, you know, because we, we, we can actually experience Venus from the five senses. So we crave for a, a human connection and unionship. The majority of us, there are a few people out there that don't give a shit about any of that, okay? <laughs> All right, but... You know, going back to cancer is a very mystical energy and is a heavily misunderstood energy. Um, in order to really understand cancer, you either have to have a lot of water in your chart or you have to have a lot of cancer in your chart. Okay. And besides having a lot of water and a lot of um, cancer in your chart, you also need to have you also need to do the inner work before you approach these entities, because cancer is a very they can go either way. Okay. They're ruled by the moon. The moon is actually one of the most dangerous celestial bodies to exist. Where do you think the word lunar sea comes from? It comes from the word Luna. All right. And Luna, we all know it's the moon. <laughs> all right. That's the Spanish version of the word moon. Um, now, the moon, you know, can affect people, right? You see how people start acting every time there's a full moon. You know, they get emotional, they go crazy. And this is why during cancer season, um, a lot of people don't know how to handle that season. I don't know if you guys know this, but the highest crime rate is during cancer season. Okay, because that's when the moon is at its highest peak or at its most powerful season. Okay, um, and this is why July is a very, 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 very powerful peaking point for the human psyche. So if the moon affects regular individuals like that imagine what it does to people that are dominated by cancer and moon energy and this is why they're powerful because they're able to control that without letting it affect them yes they may get moody they may you know impulsively change in moods but what's going on inside of them is a lot okay and if other people that lack cancer or moon energy in their chart was to step into cancer's shoes, they will drown. They will drown. Not only will they drown, but they'll probably commit suicide. Okay, because the vibration that cancers are constantly absorbing is extreme. Because cancer deals with the undercurrents, like I mentioned. Cancer is also a cardinal mode. So cancer is the purest empath out of the 12 energies. All right, they have the ability to navigate the energetic currencies. Now, there's two type of cancers. There's the evolve and there's the un there's the unevolved ones. The unevolved ones will take everything personal, everything, okay, and they will be affected by all the feelings that's entering their body, and then they will embody it, and that's when they become way too emotional for their own good, you know. And these these type of cancers can easily be be uh, manipulated, you know. When you when you deal with the spirit world, your constant energy. It's just entities from other dimensions. So, you know, cancer is an energy that's constantly getting possessed by different spirits. All right. Now, the, the, like I mentioned, the, the unevolved cancer will be consumed by that. Okay. And they will act out of impulse and they will do things 
that's not in their nature, right? Like they're known for manipulating. They're known for being possessive. They're known for being controlling. These are the unevolved cancers. They're being manipulated by the spirits that are entering their body because energy is just spirits. People have many different names for energy, but it's all the same shit, okay? Why do you think when people, um, you know, try to um, worship some kind of saint or something like that, and they invite that spirit in their house. They start letting them know that they're there by flicking the lights on and off, right? Or they'll start messing around with your TV or something like that. Because spirits are trapped within energy. Through a scientific way, we look at it through energy, okay? But through a metaphysical way, those are spirits. They're trapped within energy, all right? This is why when we look at the movie Bird Box, that's a huge subliminal movie talking about the spirits within electricity. It's common sense, okay? So now cancer is an energy that's constantly absorbing many spirits in their body, okay? And they're going to absorb good and bad spirits. You understand what I'm saying? And they just have to learn how to distinguish good versus bad. Now, cancer is an energy that's always under psychic attack, not only through the physical, but through the metaphysical. Um, since cancer is represented by the moon, the moon is considered negative. So cancer will automatically lure in a lot of people that have traumas and a lot of people that need healing. So about 98% of the time when people are saying something to a cancer, it's a, project it's a projection. It has nothing to do with the cancer. And cancers need to really understand this and stop taking everything personal from the physical the unevolved one will take everything personal the evolved one will know that people are just projecting onto them because when we look at the sun and the moon the sun projects the moon reflects so cancer brings the intelligence and the awareness of self-reflection and a lot of people when they're in the presence of a cancer, they want to not only destroy the mirror because cancer is a mirror all right they're ruled by water and when you look over water you see your reflection now cancer like i said represents the purity of water okay you know how we purify water that's cancer you know so a lot of people on this physical are fighting themselves are fighting their inner demons and all their traumas and they're not at that level where they understand the the vibration of cancer they're not there yet on an esoteric level so the majority of the time these people are just going to fight themselves amongst the presence of cancers okay like I said, cancer represents the mother sign, all right? So a lot of these people that come to cancers have had, you know, um, fucked up childhood from, you know, with their mother or with their dad or they never even had a parent there. So they have had fucked up childhood. So the majority of the time, these people are going to come to cancers and they, they're going to somehow see their parent in cancer. But they're going to see that parent that um, they wanted their they basically wanted their parents to be okay now a lot of people are not used to high frequency uh connectivity and love and and whatnot so when you start making them feel okay because a lot of people are tapping only to their rational side of the human psyche so when you start making people feel that's when you know um they start reflecting and they start seeing their traumas and their self-hate. And they don't like that level of vulnerability. Okay? So when people are in the presence of a cancer, their their childhood trauma not only reveals itself to the surface. Right? Why do you think during the day, you know, we're okay. But when it, when, when it comes to nighttime, 
everything that we suppress comes to the surface. You know, everything that we suppress comes to the surface, right? The truth comes out at night during moon hours. So that's the same way you're going to feel in the presence of a cancer. They're going to bring to the surface everything that you withhold within yourself. Even things you never knew you were withholding because, you know, a lot of us have this unusual bad habit of operating from the false self to the point where we lose our identity and our true self. All right. We lose that, that inner child. Okay. So when people are in the presence of a cancer, they're going to, all of that is going to be revealing itself. And this is why individuals have to do the inner work and understand astrology, astrology very deeply and esoterically before they come into the presence of a cancer. All right. Now, like I said, an unevolved cancer, not only can be possessed by the different energies from the un from the other dimensions right this is why they're very changeable and they're very moody but they can also be um possessed by what you're carrying you see what i'm saying they're very similar to pisces but pisces will do this at an extreme rate to the point that pisces lose their identity and they go into self-destruction Cancer is considered powerful because they 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 may get into that temporarily or temporary, but it's like they know how to navigate themselves out of that eventually. That's why they're a powerful energy. It's like you going in the ocean with some very strong waves, okay, very strong waves, and you're pushing yourself out of that. While it's pushing you in, you're pushing yourself out of that to dry land right and that's why they represent a crab because they're constantly pushing in and out of the ocean no matter how strong the currents are and this is why they consider a powerful sign okay an unevolved one has no control of all of that and gets consumed by it all okay so an unevolved one will take everything personal on the physical and you know will probably possibly become vindictive but it is not it is not in cancer's nature to be vindictive and to seek revenge. All right. That's more Scorpios that have that type of issue. Okay. On an extreme rate. But, um, you know, cancers and Pisces both share like this, this chameleon reflection amongst other people. Pisces would just do it on an extreme rate because remember Pisces is ruled by Neptune and Neptune is the planet of dissolvement. Or dissolving so you know Pisces has issue with identifying themselves when they are amongst a group of people they can lose themselves quickly they always need somebody stronger than them from an intuitive energetic spiritual level to pull them out you see what I'm saying and this is why usually Pisces is compatible with Scorpios and Cancers because Scorpios and pa Cancers are the most powerful signs out of the water and they're able to pull Pisces out you see what I'm saying but going back to cancers, you know, a lot of people are just going to project onto this sign and whatever kind of childhood trauma they had in their past, they're going to keep projecting that onto the onto cancer. All right. A lot of people are going to get jealous of the relationship cancers have with their mother because the majority of these people come from broken home and it kind of reminds them of that trauma and they start feeling triggered. And then they want to go ahead and attack cancer for that. But that has nothing to do with cancers. That's their personal problems. You know, um, unfortunately, cancers are always going to learn a lot of people that need healing. A lot of people that are self-destructive and a lot of people that are full of traumas. All right. Even a lot of narcissists. Okay. But cancer needs to, like, 
learn the cardinal mode within them and learn that metaphysical shell. All right. Learn when to activate it and when to deactivate it. Okay. Cancer is an energy that's very wise. All right. Um, is exalted in Jupiter. Okay. And Jupiter is the planet of, of wisdom. All right. So Jupiter loves cancer. All right. It holds it at a high rank. So cancer is a very, very wise energy. Okay. Like I said, cancer is very psychic. So cancer has the ability to foresee what's going to come next. Because cancer knows naturally that time is an illusion on the physical. And cancer has an ability to tap into that inner timing of seeing things that's going to happen in the near future. You know, and whether people around them believe them or not, they don't give a shit. They're going to follow that. They're going to follow that because cancer is a leader. They're not going to do what everybody else is doing around them. They will do it, they will do it temporarily, but like I mentioned, that's the chameleon effect, okay? The chameleon effect comes with the water element. Um, I don't really see this too much within Scorpios, the chameleon effect, but um, they can tap into it, though. This is when they get too deeply in love with an individual on a, on a possessing, on an, on an obsession level. Maybe that's when the chameleon effect can pop up out of them, but usually um, Cancers and Pisces have this chameleon effect pisces on an extreme rate cancer will only do it like you know temporarily so where i'm going now with this is that um you know the chameleon effect happens because this is when we start reading the individual remember when you take when you take two drops of water and they connect together they turn one right they turn one together okay so the water signs, usually Pisces and Cancers, possibly um, um, Scorpios. I think Scorpios will get there when, when they go through their um, Phoenix Rising. But their first half of their life, they're, they're consumed by their ego. And Mars is consuming them too heavily. You know, but they have to, like, go through their death and rebirth. And then, and then you know, when they go through their death and rebirth, it's like burning the layers on themselves. And then the water that's coming from Pluto is going to transform them. And this is why they tend to be um, alchemists. Okay. They, they're, very, they're very big with um, being the alchemy of their lives. Scorpios. You know, that's why they're considered powerful. But not all of them go through their um, transformation, unfortunately. Not all of them do, you know. And some of them have to go through some kind of physical death like some kind of accident or something and then boom they get smacked like okay wow that's crazy because scorpio's an energy that that represents death you know so they're gonna go through some kind of fucking crisis and then it's like that's when they go through their transformation but not all of them get there okay um because i met fucking scorpios are like 40 plus years old and 50 plus years old and still acting from a low vibrational energy but now the chameleon effect um this allows us to tap into people's shoes and perceive things the way they're perceiving it um we bring water energy brings the the intelligence and the awareness of perception as well so we know how to look at things from different shoes from different perspectives and this allows us to read people thoroughly and deeply 
and see where they're com coming from. And this is why usually water signs are very empathetic and, um, you know, very understanding of people around them, okay? But, like I said, you know, um, cancer is an energy that I feel people need to um, take their time with, okay? The water element is the most mysterious, the water element is the most mysterious. When we look at the four elements, you cannot see your reflection through fire. You cannot see your reflection through earth. You cannot see your reflection through uh, air. And you, But you can see your reflection through water. Okay? We only discover 1% of the entire ocean. Or like 5%, something like that. You can Google it. It'll pop up. That's all we have discovered. So the rest of the ocean is undiscovered. So that's how you're going to be around a water sign. No matter how much you think you know them, you never knew them. And this is why usually a lot of people underestimate cancers. Because when cancers flip the script, they stay in shock. Like, wow, I didn't know that this whole time you knew all of this about me. And I didn't know that this whole time, you know, you was capable of navigating that emotion out of you like that. For some weird reason, on this physical, people perceive emotional people as weak. All right, but to to feel emotions takes strength because you're dealing with the spirit world and many different spirits are going to enter your body. Okay? This is why cancers are very very moody. From a physical sense, you see them as moody, but they actually being possessed. But through as their as these energies consume them, they're intaking a lot of information because remember, energy doesn't die. It just transforms. So they in taking information from these different energies that are, that, that are in their body system, okay? And they're decoding what's within it. And this is also something that's going to enhance their psychic ability and their intuition, okay? Because they're, they're like, a, a, how can I put it? They're, they're the gateway from the physical to the spirit world. So a lot of spirits are also entering that gateway. They're obviously not able to come to the physical, but they're still able to enter into the into the gateway, which is the cancer energy, okay? And this is how cancer is always attaining a lot of information. Remember, the moon represents the pineal gland. So cancer is always absorbing a lot of information. And then this is when they navigate what to do on the physical. Okay, um, but cancer is an energy that's always under psychic attacks, whether on the physical or the or or the spirit world. Okay, and but cancer is a powerful sign, and they have because they have the ability to go within and take out take out that emotional hook. Okay, and then once they take out the emotional hook, they're gonna be like, oh shit, the whole time I was possessed. You know, I was really tripping over feelings. I was I really thought that that was me but that wasn't me all along and that's why cancer has the power to change they're constantly changing all right and they also constantly being um you know underestimated so you have two different versions of cancers okay and like i mentioned numerous times you know we tend to be underestimated okay so this is my personal perspective on the cancer vibration all right, from a very unique perspective, because when I look at information online about cancers, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, this is not even close to the energy of cancer, you know, and um, 
that's that you know that's that you know but cancer goes within you know evil vibrations and good vibrations if you see that your cancer is moody give them space it's really simple give them space because if you keep coming and you keep poking like oh what's wrong with you ah ah <laughs> you're going to release a raft that you never you never wanted to see all right cuz cancer is known as the witches all right or the wizards <laughs> for men cancers and they will say things to you that's very powerful and it's going to it's it's cancer doesn't need to seek physical revenge their words themselves can be very hurtful and penetrating to the point where cancer has the ability to send you to the hospital with the things they're going to say. Not only that, but the words that they tell you, whether good or bad, they're going to haunt you for the rest of your life. Like when you finally get to those peaking point, because everybody has to go through self-reflection at one peaking point, right? So when you finally get there, all you're going to hear is those words that they told you. Because when you, when you start self-reflecting, you're dealing with the moon that's within inside of you. And that's can that's cancer's element, you know. But even though there's the good thing about cancers is that even though they're telling you truth that may sound painful and whatnot, they're still healing. It's only hurting your ego. Because remember, the sun represents the ego. The moon represents the inner self. So the the words that cancers are telling you, whether they sound like they're hurtful or not, they still have an, a healing ability behind all of it you know cancer has a way to plant words which is like planting seeds in the subconscious and and eventually it's going to marinate in there and, and the roots are going to start growing and it's going to start evolving and every time the roots are growing that's when you start going through those self-reflection moment and and those words they told you starts haunting you you know but it, it all has a good purpose either way you know cancer by nature is the healer so when they say something to you, whether it's good or bad, it's still for your own good. The only thing that's getting hurt is the ego. That's it. Okay? Because it's restricting you from growing and evolving and seeing things from different perspectives. The ego operates from a 3D perspective. The ego is always looking at things from many different perspectives. I'm the, I'm, no, I'm sorry. They're not, they're not able to look at things from many different perspectives. That's what I wanted to say. The ego is a very fixated, linear vibration. And, it's, and it hates change and it fears it, you know. So that's what I needed to say about cancers. Hopefully this helps somebody out there, okay. You guys take care. Have a good one.